Got a black magic eight ball. Got a black magic eight ball. I've got a black magic eight ball. I'm so obsessed I can't see. That my black magic eight ball cannot predict now what I need. Don't flash your murky triangle, baby. Don't flash that triangle, baby. Yes, don't flash that triangle, eight ball. Stop the ask again later tricks. Don't flash your triangle, baby. Why are all your messages so mixed? Why can't you tell me now, baby? Why do your sources say no, baby? If you can't tell me now, eight ball, it's certain my heart's gonna crash. I need a yes without a doubt, or you, my magic eight ball, will be smashed. Matthews on vocals. Julia Tilly on eight ball. <laughs> Carlos Santana on guitar. <laughs> Thanks everybody for coming out for our new show. It's been quite a while since we were on the stage. It's good to be back. Good to see faces again. Uh, we've been doing this a while since 2003. How many people have not been to the show before? Okay. So what, what you're in store for, this is done like old-fashioned radio theater our actors reading from their scripts and uh, doing sound effects, but very different from the old Little Orphan Annie, of course. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like Saturday Night Live and Monty Python had a baby. So that's, that's what we're about. Um, now, last year, like a lot of other theater groups, we were hoping to do a show, so we had a lot of material created that was COVID-related and political. Turns out we think it still works, so you're going to have some of that tonight, so get ready. Uh, our chair, we, every you year think we, it works? I don't know. Every year we do our show for a charity. This year is for Theater Harrisburg's Angel Campaign. Now, Theater Harrisburg is one of the oldest community theaters in the, in the nation, actually. This is their 96th season. And uh, like a lot of theater groups, they're struggling, so we want to help them out. Uh, please support them. They still have one more weekend of the SpongeBob musical playing this weekend, Thursday through Sunday. So if you can't make it out to the show, uh, thank you to Center Street Grill for hosting us once again. There will be an intermission tonight, about 10 or 15 minutes. And please, if you haven't done so already, uh, turn off your phones or put them on mute. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoy the show. He forgot the uh, equal opportunity offender part that we always yeah. do. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yes. so we don't hold any punches. You will be offended. So, if you're not offended, we didn't do our good, a good job. Don't be that offended, though, that you have to punch somebody in the face. Not into that. <laughs> John Butler, we can't give you directions to his house. There's a lot of the crap I got to say, and I don't want to be punched in the face. <laughs> From Maryland Public Radio, it's fractured fiction of the 19th century. A blend and offend retelling of short stories, novels, and poems by some of today's finest audio thespians. Brought to you by Beetlejuice. Not the movie or the Broadway musical. 
Beetlejuice is a healthy, albeit vile-looking gray and green concoction made from only the finest weevils, ladybugs, fireflies, spotted lanternflies, and dung beetles. All there for a quick pick-me-up that's best consumed very early in the morning before there's enough light to see what you're consuming. Find it in your grocery store in the refrigerated section. Caution, may contain bug parts. Now tonight on Fractured Fiction of the 19th Century, is it poetic justice or a grave, grave impoliteness that this man is driven to commit a deed most foul? Here are the Not Ready for Drive Time players, starring in The Telltale Raven. already. My, how time flies when the night is dreary and I'm feeling weak and weary. Who the hell is knocking on the door this hour? It's me, Uncle. William Wilson, your nephew. I was just wondering why you were talking to yourself. Because I'm the first person narrator, you fool. Why else would I be talking to myself? Unless you think I'm mad. Are you saying I'm mad? Mad at what or whom, Uncle? Not at what or whom, just plain mad. If you could look through that locked door right now, you'd see that I'm actually ruffling my hair like a peacock, just as a demonstration of my potential for, you know. Madness? Insanity? Plum localness? Plum localness? Sounds like a new drink. Maybe I'll find it next to Beetlejuice in the refrigerated aisle. If you say so, Uncle. <laughs> Would you like me to run down to the corner store to fetch a bottle of this imaginary Don't drink Don't patronize you? me. Is someone out there with you, or is that just an additional figment of my bonkerifity? I'm not sure that's that's a word, Uncle. I'm Edgar Allan Poe, damn it, and I've been making hundreds of words up for a long time. What's so goddamn funny? It's my fiance, Annabelle Lee. She seems to have caught an incurable case of the giggles. Please stop, Annabelle. Oh, I can't help myself. Your uncle is such a marvelously demented man that I have to laugh until I pee myself. Oh, it's better than the alternative. And what's the alternative? Oh, being so frightened of your uncle that I might shit myself instead. Uh, if, <laughs> if you don't stop laughing, woman, I'll put my foot up your ass. And maybe that'll prevent you from soiling those oh, nipples. Oh, no, 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 my friend. You'll just have a brown shoe oh, then. Enough with the bathroom humor. But that's what we're good at, Uncle. I believe the audience finds us funny. Audience? What audience? Relatives and relation from miles around come to the house of Usher, Uncle, for the sole purpose <coughs> of hearing one of your sordid stories. Nephews, nieces, cousins, and in-laws. Uh, and you're all out there in the hallway, all of you. Yes, Uncle. If you'd open the door, we could all hear you better. This story works better with the closed door, okay? Let's get on with this. Sit back, everyone. And put your feet up. What? On top of each other's heads and shoulders? It's really cramped out here. Now look, just get as comfortable as you can before I make you uncomfortable with my untimely tome, The Telltale Raven. The year was 1833, and my favorite Baltimore tavern, The Everlasting Hangover, was packed to the gills with miscreants and hoodlums and a few harlots devilish derelicts, all of them, except for a few literary friends who would gather there on a regular basis and discuss the good or bad fortune. There was Mr. Herman Melville, who seemed obsessed with finishing a long, quite long volume about a sea captain on a quest to find a giant tilapia fish. 
Do you think tilapia is the right choice for my character Ahab to follow? I mean, there has to be a reason for the quest. Some kind of offense? Uh, what would a tilapia do this offending? Perhaps I should give it more thought. Uh, per perhaps the tilapia made him sick? You know, from eating? Maybe you should go with a poisonous fish instead, like, like a blowfish. Well, that blowhard was Nathaniel Hawthorne, who was in the middle of his new story, The Purple H, dealing with a young woman diagnosed with hysteria who chooses to wear an H upon her bosom to warn suitors when it's her time of the month. <laughs> Purple is such a melancholy color, but it is also more fashionable and less offensive than, say, scarlet, wouldn't you say? And finally, there was a young, promising poet in our group, a Miss Emily Dickinson. But, Uncle, you said the year was 1833. That would mean Miss Dickinson was only five years old. Oh, right. Uh, that might explain why she never contributed much to the conversation. Because I could not stop for potty training. Duh! Potty training stopped for me. Ta-da! Uh, marvelous, little Emily. <laughs> Whatever it meant, it was obvious that Miss Dickinson was ahead of her time. Anyway, there we were all gathered at the Everlasting Hangover, drinking pints of ale, except for Emily, who preferred Southern comfort. When the bartender showed up asking if, he, if we wanted another round with a bloody bird perched on his shoulder, a raven is what he said it was, but having never seen one up close before, I had to take his word that ravens have rather, rather large heads, short necks, sharp, curved beaks, four toes on each foot, oh, and the feathers that ranged in color from green to blue. Mr. Melville was immediately taken with this raven. What an exotic creature! Perhaps you would make an ideal nemesis for my Captain Ahab. Ah, idiot! Idiot! Melville is an idiot! Well, he certainly is offensive. I would want to hunt him down and kill him. Bernie! Bernie's have feathers! Feathers have hope! How cute! <laughs> Bartender, I think Miss Dickinson has had enough. Drunken baby! Drunken baby! Uh, corruption of a minor! Corruption of a minor! Uh, the raven was truly beginning to work on all our nerves, to put it mildly. So, I put it to the bartender. How much to muzzle the bird? Oh, I've tried to muzzle him before, but he won't have it. Bites a finger off every time I try to put one on. Really hard to be a bartender with only one finger remaining. Then why did you keep him on your shoulder? Can't you just shoo him off? His claws are really, really strong. He just won't let go of my shirt. Who married his 16-year-old cousin? Ah, corruption of a minor! R. Kelly of his day! Never more! Never more! <laughs> that, I'm afraid, was the final straw. I immediately plotted to do the raven in. And by immediately plotting, I mean I pulled out my revolver and shot the bird clean through the head, right on the spot. <laughs> Unfortunately, the bullet was went clean through the bartender's head, descending into a maelstrom, a maelstrom of extreme guilt and depression. I soon found myself consumed on a three-day drinking binge, the culmination which found me lying dead in a gutter in downtown Baltimore. But, Uncle, you're still alive and telling us stories. Why? Uh, oh, right. Uh, I guess I've gotten a little ahead of myself. My death will have to wait for another time. You've been listening to Fractured Fiction of the 19th Century. Tune in next week when we bring you the timeless, redneck-reoriented story of the pit barbecue and the pepper.
Donald J. Trump meets the coronavirus. Supposed to be invisible. I'm calling you invisible. Not invisible now. So sad. I've been standing right next to you for nearly two years. So freaky. You look like a freak. I'm going to call you Freaky McFreakface. <laughs> kind of wimpy, but what the hell? Killed what, maybe five by now? <laughs> so wimpy. Actually, 760,000 and counting. Oh, uh, fake, fake news. Watch a lot of CNN, I bet. <laughs> I've got you under control, so controlled. <laughs> Nobody controls me. Well, I'll call out the National Guard and the Marines. Spectacular men and women, the Marines, with big guns. Really big. You really are clueless, aren't you? No, not clueless. You're clueless. I played Clue once. <laughs> Just once. One so big, nobody would play me again. So hot, Miss Scarlet. <laughs> with, <laughs> I wish she was real. She'd ask me to grab her right by Stop! the... Stop! <laughs> I don't want to hear your insipid rambling anymore. Are you ready for your next big rally, Mr. Ex-President? Of course. Love a good rally. Shoulder to shoulder, no face masks, or hats, or even eyeglasses, all banned. Don't want them to see anything. Just listen. Fantastic. I'll see you there. <laughs> that was Donald J. Trump meeting the coronavirus. <laughs> What's all that buzz about, you ask? Whoa! 
If you're looking for some fun in the sun or in the shade that won't get you in trouble with your girlfriend, you're in luck. From the producers of Girls Gone Wild, it's Locusts Gone Loco. What are you talking about? We're cicadas, not locusts. Hey, whatever. Back after their long siesta and here to contract their internal timbal muscles for you and scare away all those annoying birds. Look here. First of all, we've been around for 17 years. I wouldn't say I'd call that a fiesta. And second, me and my compadres, we make our own beautiful music to attract mates. Oh, buzzalicious booty calls. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. These guys and gals have been out of circulation for so long, they cannot wait to party like it's 2004. Get it? That's when they went Betty by friends because I hear they are primed and ready to abaposit some eggs into the nearest trees and that is something to a bark about. <laughs> what? Forget the stinging biting. I may be a herbivore but I'm about to trade my twigs in on some human flesh. Oh come on everybody the music is kicking. Girls, girls come up. You know get in that get in that flash a little thorax. There you go. Guys don't be wall bugs. Ask the ladies to cut a stem on the dance floor. Come on. now, and they're still killing each other in Afghanistan. Now move to the music, everyone. Come on. Come on. Come on. There you go. Buzz on. Before I went to sleep, there was some kind of infectious disease. SARS, I think it was called. Spreading from China, Singapore, Vietnam, and then onto the rest of the world. Killed over 800 humans. Now that's funny. Well, not haha funny, but a little funny. We do have a virus right now, and it's spread from China, and as of today, about 5 million deaths worldwide, so Come on, come on. No, just forget about that. Flap your wings. Twerk. Can you twerk it? Can you twerk it? Wait a minute, wait a minute. There was some asshole that did a runny bear shot on a horse in Moscow acting like he was having a democracy. Surely he's no longer president. Sorry, sorry not to make fun of you. Yeah, okay, okay. You just you sounded like a little game show buzzer. Vladimir Putin is who you're talking about. And he is still riding high in the saddle in Russia. Wait, do you guys know the electric slide? Just like this? Okay. There you go. If Putin is still president of Russia, we can't still have George W. Bush as president of the United States. American Union has something called term limits. Well, you're awfully smart for an insect, but George W. is history. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, get this. Until January of this year, the president was Donald J. Trump. What the fuck? Yeah, the reality star. You know, you fight. You fight. Yeah, yeah, okay. The apprentice was probably before your time or in between your time. Whatever. Wait up, wait for me. Hey, hey, hold on. What about the singing and dancing and, and attracting mates and depositing eggs into trees? This is some wild ass stuff. Come on. 
Dolphins return to normal up here. and welcome to another installment of the show that lets you save face. A very clean face with your uncouth outdoorsy friends, camping in Camp Hill. I'm Karen Lexis, your guide to putting on the Ritz while getting your daily spritz of fresh air in the borough that Lemoyne dreams of being but resigned itself to mediocrity decades ago. Okay, ready for some Miss Shattering? Can a Camp Hillian enjoy the great outdoors? And I mean really, truly enjoy being outdoors with nothing but a retractable sunroof between their head and the stars. Ha <laughs> I scoff at the naysayers. Why, of course we can. I mean, as long as the so-called camping trip involves luxury driving, shopping, and dining. Allow me to describe the perfect Camp Hill camping excursion. Step number one. Have your Jaguar or BMW, or in my case, a Lexus, and either I was named after it or it was named after me. So put that in your hookah and puff, but don't smoke for a moment. Okay, now where was I? Oh, right, right. So have your sedan or SUV freshly detailed at the dealership. Yeah, clean and polished inside and out because God forbid that another Campillion should see your car without its makeup. Next. You pack up your freshly clean car with any supplies you might need to get you through the night. Well, actually, just to get you through a few hours because the stores and restaurants, they all close long before midnight. So I make sure I have my Evian water, some breath mints, and of course my L'Oreal Extra Stronghold hairspray and La Rouge Rose dressing lipstick for any touch-up. Again, you never know when you might run into Claire from the country club or even more important, Spencer, that young hunk of postal carry in heaven. Love a man in a tight uniform. <laughs> well, that's all that we have time for tonight. Join me next time when I tell you how to choose the perfect Camp Hill camping site on Camping in Camp Hill. Ta-da! Attention all butt buglers and trouset trumpeters. If you are sick and tired of there never being any room in the inn, not even in the house you're living in, 
If you've been dreaming of a place all of your own where you can event your frustration with life, you're in luck. From the creators of Zoom comes an online meeting place where people just like you can express your flatuosity without fear of embarrassment or the stench. Introducing Boom, a cloud-based, with emphasis on cloud, farter-to-farter software plan that allows you to cut the cheese remotely and safely and utterly without consequence. Just listen to the sample Boom teleconference and you'll want to go boom on boom too. Welcome everyone. And uh, thanks for joining me today uh, for this all-important <laughs> review of our new budget plan. Thanks so much for coordinating things, <laughs> Rob. But if I was in the actual office right now, I wouldn't feel so relaxed. Well, we're all relaxed, Crystal. Uh, which is how it should be. In fact, screw the budget! Oh, I don't feel like working at all. And I can't relax in front of the TV. Life won't allow it. So, hey, let's all take advantage of this. Oh, you heard it here first. And thank God you cannot smell it. Boom is the most popular innovation among biscuiters since Ben Franklin invented boom pants. And because some of us still haven't been able to stop self-isolating at home, now you can truly isolate even from your family members because Boom's patented technology only allows for internet connectivity from one room in the house at a time, so it's a win-win. Sounds like I'm ready for a Boom meeting myself. Boom! From the creators of Zoom, when you need to toot your own horn, but all you have is your butt bugle. There's room at our inn. <laughs> attention that our customer service department has become too PC, too wishy-washy, and namby-pamby to handle customer complaints. 
So I'm going to ask our HR director, Tom, to conduct this mandatory insensitivity training. Tom? Thank you, Steve. Welcome to this mandatory insensitivity training, or what I like to call kick-ass and take-names training. And if that makes you feel uncomfortable, well, tough shit. Collective gas! There was a time that I can remember when we used to cuss, swear, even smoke and drink in the office, the workplace. It was great. And God, do I miss those days. Folks weren't afraid to put their foot down and be assertive. Now, everyone's afraid of hurting someone's feelings. We can't get anything done. So think of a time someone upset you. Or pretend someone insulted you. What's the most insensitive response you can think of? Don't hold back, just fire it out. My Lanta. Cheese and crackers. Kiss my casserole. That chaps my khakis. What the Facebook? Oh, I might go to hell for this, but Jesus in a manger! Oh, no, no. No wonder our product return rate is through the roof. You need to be more assertive. You need to tell those sons of bitches, no, we're not going to give you a refund. No, you can't take that product you bought a year ago. Okay? Here's a practice call. Lady calls and says, Vacuum stopped running, and she wants a refund. What do you say? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. Let me come to your house and do the cleaning for you. Oh, and we'll refund all your money. No! You say, lady, too bad. So sad. Suck up the dirt yourself, you old dirtbag. Collective gas! Repeat after me. No, no, no. No, no, no! Good, no, no. now channel... No. They, okay. <laughs> okay, now channel those inner demons, bitches. Whatever, dig deep, be assertive, and let it rip. Bounce sand! Better? Thank you. Kiss off! Okay, okay, I think we're getting somewhere. No way, Jose! Oh, I hope that wasn't racist. Uh, eat shit and die! <laughs> Fuck off! Throw us at a balls and they'll never call us again! Great work! Lick, lick my love pump! Um, suck it! No, uh, eat no! no uh, go fuck yourself! Eat shit! I think Have my I work is done here. Let's go, Brandon! Alright, easy, fellas. <laughs> Greetings, happy fucking customer. You going to place fucking order today? Uh, um, yeah. What <laughs> language? that new restaurant on the Carlisle Pike, right? The fucking? You got the right fucking place. This is the best fucking restaurant in the central PA. You like to place your fucking order now? Hurry, lots of people waiting in the fucking line, eager to eat their fucking food. Wow. Wonder if this guy named this place himself or he hired some ass like Jim Weber to come up with that gym. <laughs> Why pay someone with no fucking knowledge to come up with the best fucking name in far restauranting history? Tell me that, mister. I want to hold everything up to talk about fucking names while hundreds of fucking customers try to quiet their bellies that scream, I want my fucking far noodle soup. 
I hang up on you now if you do not tell me your fucking order. Okay, okay, relax, fucking relax. Do not tell me to fucking relax. Yeah, 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 wait, wait a minute. I, I, I forget it. Uh, sorry, but I'm, I'm having trouble making up my mind. You want to hear about our fucking specials? Okay. Why not you say so? Today we have fucking fa Thai, made with our fucking rare beef, fucking fa bovien, prepared with our fucking special recipe meatballs, and for our favorite little customer, the fucking children, kitty meals like fucking fa ga and fucking fa bo. What is your fucking preference today? Uh, well, I, uh, I don't like anything too spicy, so I'll go with the fa kong, right? That's just plain noodle soup. Oh, so you are just plain boring fucking guy, is that right? Why you waste all this fucking time if you just want plain Jane fucking dish? Look, look, I'm sorry, but that's really what I'm hungry for. And, and can you make it a small, please? A small? Not only are you plain and boring, but you are also what we like to call cheap fucking customers. <laughs> but whatever, the fucking customer is always right. Would you like to order also some dessert? <laughs> dessert? Really? I didn't think Vietnamese people like sweet things. What is that supposed Yay. to mean? People, they come into the fucking restaurant every day and they say, give me some fucking dessert. <laughs> we have fucking cooked sticky rice and mango. We have fucking baked taro custard. Fucking king moke ice cream red bean. <laughs> Hello? Hello? How fucking rude is that? <laughs> Oops, as they say in America, wash my mouth out with soap. I almost never swear, at least not out in public. <laughs> Greetings, happy fucking customer. You going to place a fucking order today? Now, the not ready for drive time players do what even the book of Revelation could not find all of the horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> Recently knighted. Thank you. I'm ready to kick some unrepentant derriere. Uh, could be a little more ominous. Anyway, another horse went out. A red horse. What? Is the horse embarrassed? Why does he have a crimson complexion? Uh, no, no. And it, and it went to the man, and he rode him. The man rode the horse, or the horse rode the man. You're very confusing. Uh, shut up, will you? 
And this warrior was granted to take peace from earth, and that men would slay one another. And a great sword was given to him. Great is a great word. Ponderous, quite ponderous. I could barely wield it. Oh, don't you love that word? Wield, wield. When the lamb broke the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come with me, why don't you? Why don't you? I, I can drink and gob at this time. <laughs> Not so sure about that. I looked, and behold, a black horse. Where? Where? Oh, my. Black horses make me shudder. And he who sat on it had scales in his hands. Scales? Oh, no, I'm turning into ethic. I hear when it happens. I said, in his hands, not on them. And I heard something like a voice in the center of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for rice and three quarts of barley. Oh, ooh, that tastes like barley. Yeah. I think three quarts for a denarius. What? That is a denarius. But please do not damage the oil and the wine, especially the wine. You're supposed to represent famine. Not gluttony. Anyway, when the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Scrooge, Scrooge. You're not the ghost of Jacob Marley for crying out loud. Oh, sorry. You always wanted to be an actor. Then follow the damn script, please, no matter how inane it is. It is quite inane, isn't it? Okay, very well. <clears throat> Come with me, death, and I will... Now, if I say I'm death, why in the Hades would anyone want to come with me? Like I said, inane! No interpreting or critiquing needed. Anyway, I looked, and behold, an ashen horse. An ashen horse? You mean a donkey? Ashen. Ashen. And he who sat on it had the name Death. I want to be called Kevin. You know, <laughs> like that cute little kid in Home Alone. Death. Your name is Death. And Hades was following with him. I mean, with you. Oh, that Hades. Always hitching a ride with someone. Get your driver's license, Hades. And authority was given to you, to all four of you, over a fourth of the earth. Only a fourth? Why only a fourth? I hate these government restrictions and regulations. Authority to kill with sword and with famine and with pestilence and by the wild beast of the earth. Wild beasts. I don't need no stinking wild beasts. Sorry, again, just the thespian juices flowing. What's that voice? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> and then suddenly, a fifth living creature emerged. Oh, wait a minute. A fifth living creature? I thought there were only four horsemen in the apocalypse. Who are you? Just call me boredom. I'm bored, 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 bored. Come on, boredom? Boredom? This is ridiculous. And that's what you're riding on? Uh, and what's that you're riding on? Um, this? This is my special steed. Wait. He's also very sweet. Wait, wait, that sounded like a computer-synthesized horse winning. Yeah, my segue, or, I, you know, I mean my horse. My horse is equipped with all the modern electronics. This is, this is too much. Too much. Why should boredom, boredom on a Segway, whatever that is, be the fifth rider of the apocalypse? <laughs> well, you know, this last year has been kind of like the apocalypse. Well, well, that is, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and all this just, this boredom is just slowly killing me. Like, there's nothing to do. And it's killing me. 
Brought to you by Barker Brothers Toys' new Halloween sensation, the exploding trick-or-treat bag. Sure, you can use it to collect all your favorite candies, but if someone along your trick-or-treat route is negligent, as in handing out fun-sized candy bars, because what fun is that? You can get payback by setting the timer on your exploding trick-or-treat bag and leaving it on Mr. and Mrs. Williams, I mean, anybody's porch, and, and blammo! Blammo? There we go. In an instant, harmless mini-explosion that sends out a plume of smoke reminiscent of that doo-doo that Rover does so well. Barfer Brothers strongly recommends removing all your candy before admission. Not responsible for Necco wafers that now also smell like shit in addition to tasting like it. Now, on to I Married a Zombie. Episode 1, The Wedding Day. Bonnie and Sylvester, while you are holding hands, take a moment to appreciate the gift that you are to each other. I see that the groom has actually offered his detached and severed hand to the bride. <laughs> oh, isn't he the sweetest? I will treasure your hand forever, my dearest. Do you, Connie Casas, take this man to be your wedded husband to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, for sickness... Deathly in sickness, and in health till death do you part. Might be sooner than you think. Oh, I do, I do. And you, Sylvester D. take this um, confused woman to be your wedded wife, to have in your home, blah, 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 you know the rest. <laughs> okay, and then, if anyone can show just cause, and I can think of at least one, why this couple cannot lawfully be joined together in matrimony, let them speak now, forever hold their peace. <laughs> oh, what, really? Uh, was that an objection? Oh, no, 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 that's just Sylvester, Uncle, that's Sylvester's Uncle Alba. I mean, he's such a practical jokester. <laughs> You've been listening to I Married a Zombie. Tune in next time for the Happy Couples Honeymoon, when Sylvester does more than just whisper sweet nothings into Connie's ear. sharing, are you, Mr. President? I share. Biggest share in the history of sharing. Share my vast knowledge every day. Supporters love my knowledge. Hey, that's my shake. Now your mouth is all over the straw. So what? You never wear a mask, do you? One time. Made me look like the Lone Ranger. That's me, the Lone President. The Lone Ranger wore an eye mask. Different masks? Different folks? I don't see you wearing a mask. Ouch, you got me there. Guilty as charged. I never washed my hands either. 
Now let me have more of those fries. That was Donald J. Trump eating fast food with the coronavirus. driving lesson from your favorite octogenarian driving instructor, Grandpa Cherrywood. Grandpa Cherrywood's been safely driving America's roads for over six decades without being in an accident, though he may have caused a few. Now he's here to share his wisdom with you so you too can enjoy safe roads. Here's the hard ass of the highway, Grandpa Cherrywood. Hello again, fellow drivers. I hope you're having a nice relaxing day. I was until I went out to pick up some groceries at the Piggly Wiggly and had to share the road with some assholes! I want to alert you to a new sign they have placed on the roads. There are now red signs with eight signs that are out there at some corners with the confusing messages, stop. You know what that means? It means stop! All the way to a total stop! Oh, but this is my neighborhood and I use this intersection every day so it doesn't apply to me. You're goddamn right it does! Stop me, stop! Learn it! Learn it! Learn it! This has been another helpful driving tip from America's lovable driving instructor, Grandpa Cherrywood. And remember what Grandpa Cherrywood always says. Get off my road! Welcome to Wildlife 101. 
in which we'll be learning about the preservation of all species. So cool. I want to be a literal badass, just like H.R. Puppet stuff watches Dad and take, take it to the streets to preserve all the species. Before I begin, does anyone have any questions about this semester's syllabus? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Yeah, back here! I can hear you, but I can't see you. That's because I'm invisible, dude. Like thousands of other radical leftist progressives who are never seen on the TV news. Um, yeah. Okay, if you say so. Uh, you have a question? Yeah, like, like when do we learn how to make protest signs and shout cool slogans? You know, yeah. we kind of start with numbers, you know, like one, two, three, four, we don't need... Um, well, you see, I can't even finish unless I'm properly instructed. Uh, this isn't that kind of class. We're going to be studying things like uh, bugs well. and... Things like, oh, yeah, how to defend ourselves against pepper spray. That's what I want to know. Is whole milk or 2% better as an eyewash? I really don't have the faintest idea what you're talking about. This what? is Wildlife 101. We'll be dealing with wildlife problems in the world. Yeah, how to deal with wildlife groups like Proud Boys and the Patriot Prayers. <laughs> and the Oogie Boogies. I don't think that's one. I want to learn how to set fires and loot. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Well, not actually set fires and loot. I, I just want to know what those things are so I can know them when I see them. None of those things are on the syllabus class. I'm not sure where you've gotten the idea that they are, but... Oh, well, I can, I can see this is going to be a very, very long semester. your two favorite new words. Not. It's been so long since you hugged someone, your arms have grown numb. And now that people have had it bedded back to work and school, it is time for the new norm. Get ready. It's Daily Adventures in Social Distancing. Brought to you by the official Donald J. Trump Neverwear N95 mask. Neverwear, because it's never been worn. Virtually invisible, because, well, it really is. When people at the store ask you, hey, where's your mask? Just say, I'm wearing the mask endorsed by the ex-president himself, and then punch them right in the face for even asking. Now, on to social distancing adventures. Tonight, a visit to the doctor's office. Grab the stethoscope and listen to your own heartbeat, Mr. Johnson. Can you describe it? Yeah. Bump, middle bump, middle bump, middle bump. Good, good, good. Now, I want you to pull down your pants... Grab your testicles and cough. <laughs> you feel anything, Mr. Johnson? Yeah. It, uh, it feels kind of nice. Okay. Now, put on a rubber glove. Okay. And I want you to stick a finger up 
your own ass. Uh, uh, my own what? Uh, um, does it matter which one? You only have one ass, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> Sorry, just a little, little doctorly humor there. You've been listening to Daily Adventures in Social Distancing. Be here for the second half of our show when your social distancing adventures will take you to... The dentist. I want to be a dentist. And thank you so much for being with us. We're we'll taking a quick break. We got bathrooms to your right, to your left, downstairs to bar. If you need a refreshment on at any break, just let us know. We've got. I would suggest the gentleman use the downstairs bathroom. Just saying. Follow the horse to the watering hole. So I called up Giuliani 
said that Hunter Biden thing can't wait. And he said, we haven't had that kind of spirit here since Watergate. And still those porn stars are calling me while I sleep. Wake me up from a cold winter's nap just to hear me tweet. We're headed to the Hotel Mar-a-Lago. Not a real hotel. It's not a real hotel. More like a club. Inviting our friends to the Hotel Mar-a-Lago. Not those impeachment guys. No impeachment guys. Hey, I've got alibis. It's a good thing. Immigrants cooking and cleaning. Serving up Miller Lights, but not for me. They are all just prisoners here, kept in line by ice. And in my master bedroom, there's a Susie and Feast. I play the Grinch with multiple wives, and I even carve up the roast beast. Last thing I remember, I was looking for the escalator. Had to find a time machine to take me out of this land of the gators. Relax, said the Secret Service man. You're a liar, but you still believe. They may have voted you out this time, but you will never leave. St. Anne's Retirement Community in Columbia, providing nurturing care for both body and soul for more than 80 years. Visit St. Anne's online at S-T-A-N-N-E. What is this, a commercial or a spelling bee? Move the fuck over. Oh my, who are you? Obviously not a spokesman for St. Anne's. <clears throat> Tonight's second half is brought to you by Satan's Retirement Community, where our motto is, if you're going straight to hell anyway, why not get a head start during your golden years? We don't do anything that's golden at St. Anne's, especially not golden idols. What about golden showers? Do your wrinkly-ass residents have those? I don't think so. Well, at Satan's Retirement Community, nobody has wrinkly asses. Not after they sold their asses to the Dark Lord. <laughs> oh, my. And by asses, I obviously mean souls. At Satan's Retirement Community, our campus has been methodically laid out as an exact replica of the underworld, complete with sidewalks that are red hot and maidservants who are even hotter. But only look. Don't touch. Every last one of them is for Lucifer's carnal pleasures. I don't believe in carnal pleasures. You probably only ever used your cock for peeing. You probably sit down when you pee, am I right? It's the polite Christian thing to do. I am being polite by allowing you to talk. Oh, look. We have our first question regarding the amenities at Satan's retirement community. Hello. You're on the line with Beelzebub. Hello. This is Ruthie. Is this the big goat with the horns I seen on TV? Uh, yes. Well, I was looking at St. Anne's site and I seen their villas have a basement. I've got me an awful lot of knickknacks and trinkets and baubles and gift cracks. Ooh, love me my little gift cracks. 
fucking question, Ruthie. Oh, 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 yes, yes. Well, you see, I've accumulated a lot of treasures over the years, so I really need that extra space, Mr. Satan. Do the villas at your retirement community come with basements? Hmm? Do they? <laughs> basements! <laughs> she wants to know if we have basements! <laughs> That's just, just too much. That's unbelievable. First of all, our villas are more what you might call cells or tanks. Maybe even sweat boxes. And yes, of course, we have basements at Satan's Retirement Community. Deep, dark, foreboding basements. Yeah. And actually a great storage area for getting cracks and the like. <laughs> Next caller, hello, Mephistopheles speaking. Oh, uh, I was hoping to talk to Satan. <sighs> Very well. Ask me your fucking question, I'll rip out your tongue and use it as a down payment on your luxury dungeon. Oh, sorry, your loneliness. <laughs> Didn't mean to aggravate you. Just get on with it. Well, alright, uh, I heard a rumor that St. Anne's is going to have a hot tub installed. Does your retirement community have hot tubs? We have tubs, and yes, they're fucking hot. But don't worry, we won't force you to soak in them for too long. <laughs> Call Satan's Retirement Community today at 1-866-RETIRE-FOREVER and start spending your declining years by truly declining. Oh, my. Now with locations in every state in the continental United States except the red ones. Ooh, sorry, we mean especially the red ones. And of course, definitely available in the District of Columbia. swing, Mr. Ex-President. Not awkward. You're awkward. Look at yourself in the mirror when you try to social distance. So awkward. I'm a novel virus. I don't socially distance. Ha ha ha. A hole in one again for me. That's 18 holes in one in a row. They should change my name to COVID-18. You're a hole in one. <laughs> or just a hole. Fake news, those holes in onesies. I have my friend Bill Barr, and he's going to invade you for hate crimes. Hate crimes? Yeah. What do you mean, hate crimes? I feel I'm an equal opportunity virus. Well, except for black and brown people, but that's on you and your inequitable health care system. But I do not hate. Well, you hate seeing me win, and I'm a winner. Everyone's so tired of me winning. I'll have this. I, okay. I'll let you have this victory. One small loss for the Donald. One giant victory for the deadly... Uh, hey, wait, wait a minute. The liberal media will have a field day with that statement. Never mind. That was Donald J. Trump playing golf with the coronavirus. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. I got money on my mind, I can never get enough.
Now, honey, I know this might not be what your first choice would have been for our anniversary dinner, but Stan told me he brought Cindy here for their anniversary, and they loved it. Oh, Jim, I'm sure it'll be just fine. Besides, what matters most is spending time together. Welcome to Big Bob's Butter Buffet. Big Bob's what? Big Bob's Butter Buffet. Butter, butter, butter. What you gonna do with all that butter? Oh, them's my backup singers. They're trying out a new theme song. What do you think? Uh, it's catchy, but a little bit disconcerting. Well, let me tell you what's on the Big Bob Buffet tonight. Boy, are you in for a treat. Tonight, we have unsalted butter, salted butter, sweet cream butter, cultured butter, clarified butter, also known as ghee, and some special farm-to-table organic butter that will just melt in your mouth. Wow, that's a lot of Oh, just you wait. There's more. There is plant-based butter for all you vegans out there, grass-fed butter, and some herb and spice butters that are immense flavor to add immense flavor to meat and fish. Oh, so you serve fish and meat? No, just the butter. But it does go well with meat and fish. And how about some fermented butter that is so yummy to spread on artisan bread? Oh, I do like butter on fancy bread. Well, we only serve the butter here. We offer a whole array of European-style butter, spreadable butter, whipped butter, if you feel a little naughty, goat butter, (laughs) schmen butter. What the hell is schmen butter? Well, it's a lovely Moroccan preserved butter, which is smoked with herbs inside a gourd and traditionally served on bread. Ah, which you don't (laughs) serve here. Right. Ah. Now you're catching on. Just the butter. We also have Amish butter, compound butter, and brown butter on the buffet tonight. So, just butter. All the butter you can eat for one low price. Jim. You said Stan and Cindy love this place. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, you know, I don't like them anymore. Butter, butter, butter. What you gonna do with all that butter? So you can enjoy safe roads. Now here's the belly acre of the boulevard, Grandpa Cherrywood. It's me again with more sage advice to keep you safe and me sane. When you're making a turn, if you must, and you turn to a road with more than one lane, the proper way to turn is to go to the lane closest to you. If you drift to an outside lane, do you know what that makes you? You're a drifter. That's right. You're a drifter, and drifters are low-life, selfish bastards who think the whole highway system belongs to them! You don't want to be a drifter, do you? Of course you don't! That wouldn't be nice, so don't drift! Moron! This has been another helpful driving tip from America's lovable driving instructor, Grandpa Cherrywood. 
And remember what Grandpa Cherrywood says. Get off my road! are so hungry for skin-to-skin contact that you've started brushing up against random dogs at the bark park. You miss playing pickup basketball so much you're now playing one-on-one against a cardboard stand-up of Michael Jordan, and you are still losing. So now the people have headed back to work and school. Get ready for the new norm. It's Daily Adventures in Social Distancing, brought to you by Full Body Hazmat Fashions by Pierre Hardon. Because if you're single and still want a booty call, this is the only way. Now, on to our social distancing adventure. Tonight, a visit to the dentist. Go ahead, Mr. Miller. Give yourself a shot of Novocaine. I don't wanna. Oh, come on, I'll give you a lollipop. But I won't be able to eat it for hours. Well, two lollipops. Okay, fine. Ow! How fast will this... Wow, that was fast. Good, good. Now, okay, See that drill on the console over there? The really big ominous looking thing? Yeah. Yeah, what about it? Uh-huh. No, 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 no. I'm not going to drill my own mouth. Okay, well, I'll give you a whole bag of lollipops pops and a fifth of Jack Daniels. Fine. <laughs> You've been listening to Daily Adventures in Social Distancing. Tune in next week when your social distancing adventures take you to the massage parlor. remains in mourning following the death of Superman. Reports of my death were greatly exaggerated. Call me Clark Kent. I prefer having sent. Don't need no superpowers just to pay my damn rent. Coming back from the dead, not because I need fed, but saving the world to lost we beware. From Touchbone Pictures, it's Poetic Justice League. Featuring a dream team of action heroes ready to slam the world's villains with heavy beats. It's rhyming time. I'm Batman. Please don't call me Fat Man. May have gained a few pounds, but it's all muscle. No flat, man. I'm a team player. Not solo like John Mayer. Play with Arkadin Strider. Don't get no gayer. Yes, fueled by his restored faith in the power of the spoken word and inspired by Superman's internal rhymes, Bruce Wayne forms an all-star team of superhero poets to face their greatest enemy yet. Get ready for Poetic Justice League. My last name is Prince, but I have to confess when I lather and rinse, I'm a real princess. I got a lasso of truth, so don't try to lie. If you say I'm just a girl, well, get ready to die! Wait, wait, hey, look, 
not for my movies. Ah, oh, take a chill pill, Diana. The whole world isn't out to get you. <laughs> Wait, actually they are. They're out to get all of us. A chill pill? Well, here, how do you like this then? Da 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 Batman Zimpozooey! Well, at least I don't wear a padded bra. Excuse me? Well, at least my nipples aren't part of my costume. Oh, come on. That was Val Kilmer and George Clooney. My costume doesn't have... Oh, wait. Yeah, I do have nips. I stand corrected. Poetic Justice League, also featuring appearances by Aquaman, Cyborg, and performing in his first ever rap-on film, The Flash. Yeah, I got a brand new challenge. Everybody told me, get your gun, the microphone, and cut it over with my talent. So take a Sharpie, take a Jovi Tula, I'm the guy, I was doing with your mama, I'm assuming I'm your father. And that is what they call freestyling. Don't forget the reason why the Poetic Justice League team has been assembled. Introducing Darkseid's uncle, the axe-wielding villain, Steppenwolf. Get your motor running. Head out on the highway. Looking for adventure. And whatever comes our way. Dude, wrong Steppenwolf. Huh? Do, you, do you have a rap of your own? Yeah. Uh, okay, let me think. Um, uh, you don't know what we can find. Why don't you come with me, little girl, on a magic carpet ride? That's okay, never mind. In a world where violence and catastrophic rule, why not let rhymes turn all enemies into fools? Hey, I could be a poet too. Coming to a theater near you, or a coffee shop stage near you. Poetic Justice League. Which they always do. 
That way, when I arrive at the Tavern on the Hill parking lot, they just walk my food out to the car and I just watch the... Oh, waiter! Waiter! Where the hell is the fire pit? Coming right up, Karen. And that way, I can dine while watching the flickering campfire right from the comfort of my Lexus. How relaxing and utterly woodsy is that? Oh my, how time flies when you're roughing it. Join us next time when Campin' in Camp Hill takes you to your final resting spot. Oh, let me rephrase that. Your best camping spot for bedding down for the night. Ta-ta! promised never to bring them back, but yet here they are. Time for two clowns sharing the same Senate seat. Brought to you by Confetti Club for Men. Sign up today and you'll receive a different bucket of colorful confetti in the mail every month. Why the hell would a grown man want a monthly supply of confetti? We don't know. We're trying to figure it out too, but it sure is colorful. Now, here's two clowns sharing the same Senate seat. <clears throat> Quiet! Quiet. Let's have quiet on the floor. Oh, so sorry, Mr. Senate Minority Leader. But you, you see, I'm kind of new here in Washington, and... Uh, hey, what are you doing to my seat, Trudeau? I'm taking you did not hear, Mr. Ruffles. I, too, am a senator. But it would appear there is only one Senate seat remaining. Now, wait just a gosh darn minute. I have a pair, share a pair of 526 red, green, and orange humongous shoes with you. Yes, perfect for hiking the Appalachian Trail. I have shared the same fright wig with you. The cooties we have shared are not so laughable. We've also shared the same rainbow suspenders. Nowadays, I keep my pants up my perpetual hard-on for the world. <laughs> Oops, I guess I should go back to these suspenders. We even shared the same big wheels tricycle. And now, since we are big wheels ourselves in the capital city, we both own our own tricycles. So what is your point, Doc? I'm tired of sharing with you, Trudeau, and I draw the line at sharing my Senate seat. But don't you see? It doesn't matter if we sit or stand. We fit right in here in the upper chamber. Look around you, Senor Ruffles. Senor? I thought you were French. I am a man of the world. Look at the way all the senators prance around and pose for the CNN and the Fox cameras like big buffoons. Even Mr. McConnell with his turtle mouth and turtle eyes, he makes me a perfect clown, does he not? You know, you're right, Trudeau. You're right. I'm feeling prouder and prouder of my election victory by the minute. But that still doesn't mean I want to share my Senate seat with you. Hey, hey, clowns, there in the back. Oh, not you, Schumer. <clears throat> Time to be seated. But I can't sit, Mr. Minority Leader. There's only one seat left, and this clown is sitting in it. Mm, well, only one seat and one vote for clown. 
Uh, Sergeant-at-arms escort the senator wearing the garish tie and a smug smirk on his face out of the chambers. Oh, oh wait, that, that description fits a multitude of people. Do not fret, Herr Ruffles. Now you're, you're, you're German? <laughs> you can have the seat when we are in session next session, two months from now. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate sharing a Senate seat with you. <sighs> They're two of the newest sitting senators trying as best as they can not to sit on each other's laps. Two clowns sharing the same Senate seat. Dropping a hammer on this guy. Ouch! Oh, I, I dropped it on myself, on my big toe. I think I'll sue you too, Judge, after I'm done finishing suing, suing this Mr. COVID-19 here. You can't sue me. I'm a novel virus. A novel? Like a book? I don't read. That's another reason to sue you. Mr. President, perhaps you should allow your attorney to handle the proceedings for you. Don't need an attorney. Or a lawyer. I'm my own friend of the court, so to speak. You mean own worst enemy? Uh, objection, Your Honor. Definitely object. Under what grounds? I don't like his tone of voice. So deep, so ominous, so sad. <laughs> anyway, Mr. COVID-19, or as I like to call him, Kung Flu. <laughs> I mean, he was supposed to vanish. Just disappear in April. April of 2020. And again in May. Don't get me started on June, July, August, September, October. Actually, the whole past year and three quarters. As you can see, still here. And that's a broken contract, a fraud. Says the king of broken contracts. And I never signed any contract. Again, I'm a novel virus. I don't do contracts. How about contract killing? Yes, China hired you. Going to sue the Chinese too. All the Orientals. <laughs> Case dismissed. That was Donald J. Trump suing the coronavirus. Her mother always told her not to marry a deadbeat like her father. So now she's settled for someone who's already dead. Time for another exciting episode of I Married a Zombie. Brought to you by the Emperor's New Clothes in a Box. Just in time for Halloween, Barker Brothers brings you this year's hottest new costume sensation. Made of an ultra, ultra light and airy fabric, Emperor's New Clothes in a Box are the, are the, will be the easiest, most comfortable costume you will ever put on. 
and your friends will surely collectively gasp when they see the small, virtually invisible amount of money you paid for it. And for a limited time, just $9.99 at Sunny Boy's Halloween Surplus, or order online right now and get free shipping. And free shipping makes sense because the package weighs well, next to nothing. Emperor's new clothes in the box from Barber Brothers Toys. Warning, may not, be may not be suitable for elderly customers because they are prone to catching cold and because no one wants to see their hairy, wrinkly bodies. If charged with a misdemeanor while wearing the costume, please tell the police, hey, I was just wearing my emperor's new clothes in a box, then go directly to jail. Now, on to I Married a Zombie, episode two. That's not rigor mortis in my pocket. I'm just happy to see you. Dirty Timmy, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I like it. Faster, faster, harder, harder. Wait, why are you stopping? What's the matter, baby? What do you mean your body's not cooperating? Yeah, feel like you're bloody. So it's fair. I get to make all the rules. The 
Science and Factor, my dad says that all cheaters should catch COVID-19 and die. <laughs> Your father doesn't sound like a very nice man, Billy. Mrs. Thatcher, I heard that Billy's daddy cheated on his mom. Should, should, should he catch COVID-19 and die? Uh, no, nobody should catch COVID-19 and die. Now, come on. You're all supposed to be frozen right now, so stop talking and let's continue with statues. Okay, Susie? Oh, Susie, watch out. Your torch is bending toward your head. Your hair's going to catch on fire and tag. You are out. Mrs. Thatcher, my dad says the governor is trying to take our liberty away, and he's going to shoot anyone who tries to do that. <laughs> really? Really? Your, da your, your, your dad needs to keep his mouth shut. So do you right now. Wait a minute. The thinker is supposed to think, not talk, and take you're out. <laughs> I had speed in speech. Just, just wait till I tell my dad. Uh -huh, I think I should take early retirement. Let's see, let's old little Kevin McDevin. Oh, you're lying stretched out on the floor. What kind of statue is this? I, I hope he's okay. Kevin? Kevin, oh my gosh, he's not moving. Class, move back. Let me administer CPR to Kevin right away. <laughs> Stop this statue. You're tickling me. <laughs> I know. My, my dad says tickling is like molesting. Are you molesting Kevin, Mrs. Thatcher? No! Can I be next? No! No! <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to save Kevin and figure out what kind of statue he is. But Kevin, what kind of statue are you? Oh, it's statue, oh, Mrs. Thatcher. I think you must have spent the pandemic break losing your brain. <laughs> I'm a Confederate monument, Mrs. Thatcher. That's why I'm laying on the ground. <laughs> wow. Okay, maybe I need to choose a different, less political game. How about red light, green light? Uh, my dad says... He saw you run a red light the other day, and then you should be shot. <laughs> shut up. Everyone, shut up. Sit down. Thank you. That's better. I'll just put your little masks on. We're going to play something I like to call silence. My dad says... Oh, the lambs. <laughs> silence of the lambs. <laughs> I cracked myself up, or I'm cracking up. <laughs> Take your pick. Yay. Oh, good. Good. School's out. Everybody, out. Get the fuck out. systems, right? The whole having a heart attack and you can't call for help, but relax, I got a pendant dangling around my neck thing. So for emergencies of the body, we're all set. But what about emergencies beyond the body? From the makers of Life Alert comes a whole new realm of extraordinary human assistance, metaphysical alert. Sure, with medical physical alert, you still wear a pendant around your neck and you're still connected to a team of emergency professionals. But our professionals are not EMTs. They're philosophy students from accredited universities around the globe. And get this, you never even have to press a button on your pendant because everything you say and do is being monitored 24-7. You know, for your mental well-being. Take a listen to these recorded metaphysical alert moments. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, I 
Is that a Ferruginous pygmy owl high up in that sycamore? I think it is. It, it is, yes. Oh! Oh, I wonder if I wasn't here in the forest, would this tree still have made such a loud clatter when it fell on my leg? Dude! Glad you reached out in time, otherwise you might have been struggling with that weighty question for hours. Now, let me see now. Do I crack me some few eggs or make some sunny sides? Or do I pluck me one of them there hens and make me a sandwich? Which should come first for my daily meeting meal plan? The chicken or the eggs? Well, Mr. Gregory, for a farmer, you sure wrestle with some deep questions. How about I stay for brunch and we discuss your philosophical dilemma? Okay, but which one would you like me to cook up first, the eggs or the chicken? Well, I think I'd go with, hey, wait a minute, you almost got me there, sorry. <laughs> but you're going to have to form your own answers, Mr. Oh. Gregory. Well, just kidding. I always start with eggs. <laughs> Class dismissed, except for you, Master Jenkins. What's the idea of leaving an answer blank on your midterm? Well, you know this Descartes guy that uh, I think, therefore I am? Descartes. Rene Descartes. Yeah, what's your point? Well, well, if I don't think and I don't answer any questions, then maybe I'm not, as in cease to exist, and therefore you can't flunk me. Whoa! Nice try there, Einstein. You can't use conundrums to escape conundrums. I mean, you need to apologize to your teacher and then to Rene Descartes. Uh, all right. Sorry. Now, let's sit down and take that test together. Cool.
bag when you can just recline the seat of your Lexus like me. It's very comfy. Oh, but I'm glad it's only for one night. Now, by this time, we've already camped out at Little Black Dress and also had a little cookout at Tavern on the Hill. So of course, after all that, you've started to feel a little drowsy. So you best hurry on over to my favorite Java joint, Cornerstone Coffee House, and park in their parking lot. And when you do, make sure you do the proper social distancing thing and park horizontally rather than vertically. I like to take up three spaces myself. <laughs> Cornerstone Coffee House, you say, with a puzzled look across your kisser. I know, I know. It, it'll be too late for coffee by then, literally because the cafe is closed and physically because I can't handle caffeine that late at night. But by making Cornerstone my final stop of the night, should I happen to fall asleep, and I've done that dozens of times, when I wake up the next morning, fresh coffee is just steps away. I call that the perfect end to the perfect camping and camp hill excursion, wouldn't you? Mm, and maybe I'll have some avocado toast, too. Oh my, it's time to pack up the SUV and head home, ladies. Or to the nail salon. This has been Karen Alexis saying if you live in Camp Hill and someone tells you you're not a camper, well, slap them across the noggin and tell them to tune into the next Camping in Camp Hill. Ta-ta. tired of hearing it and even more tired of saying it but no matter where you turn you can actually turn because people are always six feet away so now people have headed back to work and school it's time to get ready for the new norm it's daily adventures in social distancing brought to you by from the makers of axe max axe concent concentrated garlic body spray just a little spritz is all it takes and you're guaranteed to keep everyone more than six feet away actually much more as a bonus, Max Axe Concentrated Garlic Body Spray doubles as a handy, easy-to-use condiment at mealtime. Now, our social distancing adventures take a visit to the local massage parlor. Welcome to Russian Banya. It's time for massage. You want oil or powder? Uh, powder, maybe? Now, lie on back. You, you start on pecs. Work way down to chest. Uh, pectorals. Uh, you, you mean my man tits? Da. It, it's going to look silly, but okay. Okay, da, da. You tip? Uh, do you mean I, I get to tip myself? You tip, my tip. Oh, God. Uh, okay, time up. You give happy ending now. A happy ending? To, to myself? Oh, shit, I could have done this at home. You've been listening to Daily Adventures in Social Distancing. I do. <laughs> Tune in next week when your social distancing adventurers mosey on up to your favorite bar.
It is time for another driving lesson from your favorite octogenarian driving instructor, Grandpa Cherrywood. Grandpa Cherrywood's been safely driving America's roads for over six decades without being in an accident. All he made. Okay, once again, he's here to share his wisdom with you so you can stop pissing him off. Enjoy the roads. Here's the crab from the slab. Grandpa Cherrywood. Yeah, it's me again. You want to make something of it? No. No. Well, make something of this. When you see a red light, it means get ready to stop. Not speed up because I think I can make it. It would be inconvenient for me to have to stop and to wait 30 seconds for the light to change. You are not so fucking important that you get to change the rules for your giant ego. You know you can get a ticket for running a yellow light. You're not just the guy to call the police on you if I see you doing it. Yeah. This has been another helpful driving tip from America's lovable driving instructor, Grandpa Cherrywood. And remember what Grandpa Cherrywood says. Get off my road! Thank you both for coming in today. We're looking to hire someone to work in our drive-through here at McShish, the McFish and Chips. We pride ourselves on great customer service. We do, we do, Mr. Smith. It says here on your resume, you were employee of the month six months in a row. That is impressive. And Miss Schuma, your application is equally impressive. Assistant manager in just two months. Ooh. How about you go first? I'm going to have you read from our script. Welcome to McFish and Chips. May I take your order? Oh, fine. Fine, wonderful residents. Residents, the yes, tone quality, yeah, I think yeah, is good. Yes, Spot indeed. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, Mr. Smith, could you read from the same script, please? <laughs> wow. Oh, what lovely intonation. Oh, that, the oval vowels, that perfect timbre. Just, what? Yeah, okay, now, now, Ms. Schuma, read back the customer's order, please. Okay. That's a McFish double with cheese. Hold the pickles and double the chips. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, Mr. Smith, uh, you read the same thing. Wow, excellent enunciation. Yes, yes, beautifully executed. What are you guys talking about? Like, you can't even understand what he's saying. He's perfect, perfect, Mr. Smith. You are exactly what we're looking for. Well, you people are nuts! It's, I'm sorry, Mr. Smith, you were hired. Oh, jeez, I'm going back to Big Bob's Butterbot Faye. At least there, the only crazy thing is the singing butter pads. I mean, on it and 
in it. Tonight on Dateline, investigating the recent wave of pumpkin abuse in America. What's behind it, and what can be done to stop the black market selling of so-called jack-off lanterns? I'm Lester Holt, and I can't believe we can't find anything better to do with our time. When we come back, the story of Kevin McDevitt, a man who had it all in life, a beautiful wife, two adorable kids, and a dream job, but had it all squashed by his love for a Squash? Come on! Seriously, we need to fire our writers. Calling all Peter Peter pumpkin eaters, pumpkins are as good for you, and they're mu good for much more than just eating. Now your favorite pumpkin doesn't just have to be a decoration for the front porch, and you won't have to feel guilty about stepping out on your spouse because you're fucking a pumpkin, not a person. <laughs> I felt unfulfilled and lonely, maybe even pathetic. Yeah, pathetic is a good word. But then I found the jack-off lantern, and my life will never be the same again. Wait, oh, wait, I didn't sound very positive there. <clears throat> my life will never be the same again. Oh, Christ, what have I become? <laughs> but I, when I got my jack-off lantern in the mail, he, I mean, she, it's better if I say she, right? She was wearing this big-ass frown across her face. But after she and I, you know, did the deed, now I'm smiling, she's smiling, the whole freaking world is smiling. Oh, actually, it still looks like she's frowning. But I'm feeling better. Oh, I will have to use my Jack-Off Lantern again. And again. The Jack-Off Lantern. And again. <laughs> From KY Lubricationals, making people and pumpkins smile since 2015. Hi, this is Lester Holt again at Dateline NBC, and wait a minute. Did we just run a commercial for Jack-Off Lanterns? The national scourge that we're all set to examine is a sponsor of tonight's show? Come on! I'm out of here. No, you can't leave, Mr. Holt. I need to tell my story. Me, Kevin McDevin. I'm not a bad guy or sick. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am pumping on pumpkins, but but hey, it could be worse. I could be screwing a sheep or something. <laughs> the pumpkins don't have feelings, do they? I'm sorry, Kevin. That's it for tonight's Dateline NBC. Come back next week when Dateline meets the women who model for inflatable blow-up sex dolls. Oh, come on. They actually use models for that? Well, they look pretty real to me, Lester. I mean, I've never used one because I have my jack-off lantern. <laughs> and, and they gave me a free lifetime of supply of jack-off lanterns just for saying that. Forget it. I won't be back next week. Yeah. This is Lester Holt signing off for good. Now, we know what you've really been waiting for. You've, waiting, you've been waiting for the true train wreck of the evening. The end. They're waiting for the end. Oh, the end. The end. The end. Almost. Which will come right after this true train wreck of the train evening. Wreck. Thank you for being here at the Center Street Grill in Enola. We hope we have, we have done what we were sent here to do tonight, but I will have you know that this one bit at the end here is ripped from the headlines. Welcome to the two-minute opera, the big brawl at the Juicy Seafood Kickin' Crab Buffet of Pinellas Park Productions.
If you see a neon sign at the side of the road that says 15 miles to the Crab Shack! <laughs> it's a Crab Shack, yeah! <laughs> I'm sitting here at the Juicy Seafood Kicking Crab Buffet Waiting for them to bring out Crab legs and a silver tray I've got me some butter and disposable knives. And we're waiting for our crabs at the crab shack. I've got me a plate that holds about 20. Hey, don't pull the crabs, dude. That's not funny. Hey, hey, here's more crab legs for the buffet, folks. Oh, cool. Oh, right oh, my God. I want some. Give me mine. I want that. Excuse me, I don't want the butter. Yeah, you only had like 20,000 of them. I'm having more. It's all you can eat. I, I would like some, thank you. I would, I would like some. Everybody was seafood fighting. Huh. <laughs> Crab legs were fast as lightning. Huh. Those mofos were a little bit frightening. Huh. And the chairs were flying.
fund. Thanks for helping us that fund. Uh, please mark your calendars. We're back here in December for our winter radio show, uh, December 19th and 20th, right here, 7 p.m. both nights. Sunday, please spread the word for us. Thank you very much. And it will be new material. We just can't guarantee it's going to be quite as good as tonight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Lots of singing. Lots of singing for first music.